Hey everybody, this is Petey from the Spinner Rack, and I am <laughs> well. I've been I've been trying to do a Avengers video on the sales, and I think um, Comicron they did a Avengers sales. They calculated they've gathered all of the postal um, information that said about about the Avengers sales, the ups and downs, and they pointed out a couple of highs, which would be. Well, one of which I have to correct, which was in the 80s. And then, of course, the big success in the Heroes, um, what is it? Heroes Reborn with um, Rob Liefeld and later with um, Bendis, which obviously it's hard to say that, you know, with comparison to the um, Rob Liefeld coming off of Image success doing the Avengers was possibly the biggest moment in Avengers history up until the MCU with the big movie hits. So with that said, we're gonna go through a little bit of Avengers history. So right now in the background, I have this um, 75 Years of Marvel, which has the classic Avengers 4 cover. I also have a little homemade picture book of the Avengers here. There's a nice thing on the back with uh, some, um, I guess, fan colored um, thing, just stuff, you know, pulled off a line and, you know, but it's a, you know, good example to let you know of the Avengers. Now, what do I have Before I go to um, any comic books, let's just go over the Avengers history. The basic history of the publication is that uh, if Stan was introducing more comic titles, you know, superhero titles, and of course, since he already did a Fantastic Four, he did one, now he decided to do one where he gathered all the heroes that was in their universe, which would be Hulk, um, Thor, Iron Man, Wasp, and Giant Man, and to one, put them in one book called The Avengers. Now, one of the tricks, well, one of the things you can notice with Stan's work at that time, when he had successes like Thor and, um, you know, in, in the Fantastic Four, and or Spider-Man, the, their mainstay of Kirby, Kirby would stay on the title. But if the book started dropping, like say the X-Men or Sergeant Fury or um, the Avengers, Kirby would be yanked and he would put on, he'd possibly do some layouts, but then he would move on to other stuff. And there's no different with the Avengers. He's pulled off around issues, I think six or seven, probably early, just the same way like um, Sergeant Fury, where he wasn't on that book for very long. And um, the big difference was that Stan also leaves. And when Stan leaves, he takes um, three of the classic characters, well, four of the classic characters. He takes Thor, takes Iron Man, takes some. Um, Giant Man and Wasp off the team. Now there's, you know, well, I have a theory that ultimately when you have these guys in the book, they kind of, for readers, they kind of don't want to buy the solo books. And I think Thor was one of the, the a bigger seller under, under Fantastic Four and Spider-Man is probably the next top book that the X-Men had, that, that Stan Lee had. So it makes sense that he would move these guys and he wouldn't let them keep these characters in there until Giant Man and Wasp lost their book. So they came back to the Avengers. Captain America, when he got his own book and they introduced the Black Panther, Cap was swapped out and the Black Panther took over and he becomes the Cap, um, the, the sort of a human, you know, like sort of the action hero character in the book. 
Now, and Roy Thomas also confirms that Stan would not allow the big three that are here to be in the book for that long. He can only be there for a little while. And then I think Roy sort of, you know, hit his stride. I mean, he did some classic stuff with Don Heck, but then when he got with um, John Buscema, they did the, they brought in the vision and um, it got some, some classic stories going on there. Then Roy went on to even bigger success as far as fandom with the Cree Skull War with um, Neil Adams. You had that sort of thing happening, Roy sort of becoming the editor-in-chief, sort of the, the, the big guy in Marvel, right, understand. And then next thing you know, I think Steve Englehart takes over the book and he has some classic stories, a lot of stuff with Vision, Marion, Scarlet Witch and Vision. He does the um, giant size Avengers, which you have Kang versus Ramatut and all these big things going on. And then what else happens? So post that part, once um, Steve Englehart is gone, then Jim Shooter goes on. Now we can go to the Comicron thing now, since um, since that kind of is going to cover most of our Avengers stuff. And let's do that. So yeah, they do this nice nifty um, thing where they went through all the United States Postal Service statement of ownerships. And if you look at this with me, they point out that the uh, how the sales are going down. Did they say sales decline? Those are titles in the 1960s, they held steady into the 70s and improved around 1979 during Jim Shooter's return tenure to the title. Now, let's go back. Let's look at this time when Jim Shooter was first on the title where he did his classic um, story with the Korvac story. There's other classics like the um, Bride of Ultron, the Super, Nefar the Super Nefarious storyline. This would be kind of around 76 and 79, possibly, you know, 76, 79. So if you look at that, um, sales are kind of going down on if we count, we're counting what they're saying. It's kind of declining, although not that much. It's not terrible. Well, no, it goes up in 79, but this goes up a tiny bit. Did it? No, no. Actually, the actual stuff they, they copies they printed went up, but the actual sales goes down, down, and then in 79, it goes up. It goes up considerably. And we don't know if that's the direct sales market, if they printed more issues for the direct sales. But um, it is a big jump up. But can we attribute that to Jim Shooter? Because that's what they said. And we go to 79. This is Avengers uh, 193. And that's written by David Michelini. I think he's the main writer on the title. I think Stephen Grant possibly does some fill-ins. Jim Shooter gives, a, I think, a plot for 200 and um, 203 or 202. But this is. David Michelini and um, George Perez's period on the book. So if we're gonna attribute this sort of success to someone, we have to give it to those guys. So if we got that 79, let's go to 80. We go to 80, it jumps up even more. And um, Shooter isn't on the book yet. 
206, he's still not on a book. He comes on a book, I think it's 211. And that would be 1981, which is a slight dip, but I mean, it's doing well better. So it's like, let's sort of give the people who, I mean, not that David Michelini is lesser known, but if we're going to give it to the writer, like, come on, we got to give it to Perez and David Michelini then. So then Shooter isn't on that long. He's on there for a year. It's like 81, I guess some part of 80 and 81, he's on the title. And then it's Roger Stern around 82. And you can see the title starts to pick up, right? So we can't sort of just throw it only the success to Shooter. We can give some to Roger Stern also. Roger Stern and Al Milgram, and then later Roger Stern and um, what was it? Um, and um, John Buscema comes back. But then I think they pointed out that the West Coast Avengers came along. Now with this steadily increase in the title, it keeps going up, right? 84 goes up, 85, the title is going up. Oh, yeah, look at that. In 86, there's a dip. Now we could factor in the West Coast Avengers, but the West Coast Avenger was a miniseries first. That's the test if this would dip from the other one and if, and if it was a success, they would keep it going. So maybe it was a hit, who knows? But also at the same time in 86, you see that dip going on there. Roger Stern is sort of fired off of the book, right? So you see this dip in sales and it's dropping a lot, which is kind of tough to see, right? There's a, a, a big drop in sales on the title. So maybe it's, as um, Kamakran is saying, maybe it's because we, you know, we lost Roger Stern and the book is sort of in turmoil. At this point, it's sort of pitch, pinch hitting in this time where um, up until, I guess you say 87. In 87, that's when um, Walter Simonson is on the book. And he's only on the book for like nine issues. And there's another sort of, editorial thing that happens. So it's like for the next period, the book is uh, next sort of five issues. The book is in or four issues. The book is in flux. So this could also affect readers, you know, in my opinion, because I was buying the book at the time and I didn't buy after 300 until I heard um, um, John Byrne was working on the book. So we're going to factor this in. John Byrne had a big bump when he got to, um, he got back to Marvel in 89, or I guess it was 88 or 89, when he got back to Marvel, West, he does the West Coast Avenger and that book, that title sort of goes up in sales because it was dipping down. So with that, let's look at the Avengers sales. So at the same time, the Avengers is from where it was in 87, it's like way lower. This is really lower, but it looks like, you know, um, it's, it looks like it's going to be popping up. Not, not yet. So if we go to 90, right? 90 from, from um, 201,000 to um, 207,000, that's a bump up. So we can look at 1990 or 89, and we can see what was going on around that period, why there would be this sort of increase, you know? And if we look at that, there, so we can't say that it was just all bad. You see it pick back up. And if we go to the, at this point, 89, where, you know, the end of 89, which would 
reflecting the sales to 90, right? So we look at that and look at those juggernauts that are going on in there. We got uh, we got a couple Batman titles. We got X-Men, of course. We got Wolverine. We got the Punisher is up there, Spider-Man. We got all these X-Titles. New Titans is back with Perez on the book. That's doing pretty good. And look what's here. West Coast Avengers. That's number 12. Now, they also have number 15 is the Avengers. So they, at the same time, they're doing the Acts of Vengeance. If you go to this X-Men title, the X-Men have an Acts of Vengeance sort of um, thing on it. That's the Acts of Vengeance, whatever. Let's get out of that. So that's could be why there was a little bump up at that period. But you can see they're trying to do things to bring some energy to the book. I think after that, Byrne had Spider-Man in the regular Avengers title. And let's go, can we go to, let's escape out of this. So I think I, you know, okay, I can always come back to that. Escape out of this, let's go to here. And if we go to 1990, in 90, too far. In 1990, we got the Acts of Vengeance out of here. And then we got this Spider-Man in the Avengers storyline. So we got things sort of happening. But the title is kind of post this part is in, I think, Fabian Icienza. He covers this period. He's had sort of a fill-in period. Then Larry Hama is on the book around here. So we could attribute maybe the success that happened in 90 to this um, Acts of Vengeance, uh, Spider-Man, and then I'm not sure what else is going on here. But um, let's go back to the sales, which is kind of, um, well, let's get out of this for a second, stop sharing. And um, share, let's get out of, let's go back to this. So gratefully, somewhere in here, there's um, the Cree-Shire War, the Galactic Storm, and sales are still, well, it's, it's, well, no, actually it's going down, then it goes back up. Let's look at 92. Let's say it's a bump up around in 92 to 93. That'd be a good period to look at, to kind of say what's going on in the book? What would kind of bring this book back up? So let's see, let's go back to our Avengers, to 90, 92. Yep, that's exactly what I said. So we have Galactic Storm is going on, a big Avengers crossover. So that's giving the Avengers a little bit of life during this period. And then anything else? We have Galactic Storm going on. It looks like it's only, two, I thought it was forever. Looks like it's only like three months. And they have the, and this is what I call, do we have any of them? We have it here. We have the members only Avengers right here. So we have the Avengers with these members only jacket. We've changed um, Dane, the Black Knight into this sort of Martin Riggs, uh, Bruce Willis sort of action guy when he was a very stuffy sort of character. 
And now he's sort of the man's man in this book, which is, um, you know, he was very sort of a old school sort of character, like, because he's basically a man at a different time, even more so than Captain America. But it looks like there was some interest that was going into this book in 80, in 92. So maybe we can, maybe I cannot look at, maybe I have to look at this period a little differently. Let's go to 93. Oh, we got some buzz, we got some, some cover. Oh, we have blood ties. So we got a couple of crossovers going on here in the whole Proctor storyline that's going on here, but we have, um, let's look at this. This is the 30th anniversary special, even though the Avengers look a little wacky in these things, but then we have blood ties. So this is an X-Men crossover with the Avengers. And um, so I would think that would be, even though there's a wacky picture of, of um, can you tell that's Hercules up there? But it's there. So, and at some point after this, so maybe at the same time, his blood ties and X-Men Avengers crossover. So a lot of things are happening during this period. Maybe it's also because of the big sales, but then some part after this, despite all this, a little bit of, let's, let's get out of this. Let's go back to my, um, then there's a big drop down and this is the crash. So whether they did, were getting their footing, well, it's not doing the numbers that X-Men were doing or what they were, Roger Stern was doing or even Byrne or Larry Hama was doing, or um, David Michelini was doing, or even Shooter's second run was doing. But no, I don't even know what to say. It's just free falling at this point. It's free falling and then there's only one, as they said, there's only one book. There's this big bump up with the, um, during the crash with the Avengers. Now they really wanted, I guess, more than this which is why I guess they kind of reneged on, uh, on the, what, what they gave to um, Rob Liefeld, but this is a big bump up. And then you see the George Perez Avengers sort of, you know, has a, you know, is doing really well for the period, but then it goes back down, which is kind of hard to say, but, you know, it's a, it's a tough thing. And, and then, that covers the sales of the Avengers and seeing that that um that Rob Liefeld. And that's the, that's a tougher thing. Let's go back to before I leave you guys with this. Let's go back to our thing where we go to nineteen because at some point when I think who was it? I think Rob Liefeld was talking about the Avengers, the Marvel people trying to fix the books, right? So here's right before the, um, this is 95. So if we go to 96, you see them trying to fix the Avengers. And they got Mike Diodato's on there and look at the what they did to the Wasps. They sort of gave her a totally new look and you think Mark Wade comes in the book at some of Harris is still writing it right this period, but um, let's keep going. 
something happens. I think this is the Teen Tone, Teen Tony sort of storyline. Quicksilver gets a nice cool outfit in this period. Let's get rid of that because we keep going back to it. Thor gets a makeover too. There's Teen Tony, if you see him. They're trying. Hawkeye gets a cool outfit. Um, Scarlet Witch gets an outfit that's totally not her, but I mean, it's Scarlet Witch. She's going to look good and everything, especially done by Mike Diodato in there. Let's keep going. Thor, I think um, Walter Simonson said he looks like he's in pro wrestling. And um, what else is going on? They're trying to get the book back. And um, you see with the, you know, the art just closer to what the period is. Except for Cat, he sort of stays the same. But you see all these other Avengers that kind of been kind of updated with these cooler outfits and whatnot. And, um, Mike Wingerow in here. Let's get out of there. Let's keep going. So then, you know, so they were trying to do it, but it wasn't really hitting with the fans. They really needed a name. And of course, the name would be Rob Liefeld. And um, this is what they to say. I guess for the number of issues, this would be the biggest success, even though the number wise, you would say, well, it's not as much as that but there's only like two issues. So it's like that number for those sort of two issues that year is kind of huge. So, but I think if you look at the book, and this is obviously my um, Git Core scans, the book is kind of like everybody, it's like a jam sort of issue, which is kind of not what you want for every issue. Because you don't even, none of this chap yep is drawing it. Maybe he should have just drew the whole thing. But then I think Rob Liefeld kind of comes in at some point. Um, like there you go. Here's Rob Liefeld. And some new outfits and whatnot. And Hellcat. I guess that's Hellcat. I don't know. So there you go. That's to give you the big success of the Avengers. But um, with that said, I've been wanting to cover that period and go through sort of the ups and downs because there's that period in the late nine, early, late 80s, early 90s, where the book kind of, let's get out of this, sorry. I've been wanting to cover this because there's that period in the late 90s, early, early 2000s, where the book kind of struggled when um, Roger Stern leaves and Walter Simonson is trying to gain a buzz coming with a new team, a team for his big stories that he would do in Fantastic Four later. But then he he leaves, and the next thing you know, you have Burn on it. And Burn's on it a little bit longer than um, Walter Simonson. It's almost, it's over a year. But um, at the same time, um, his, his um, Spider-Man joining the, the um, the Avengers kind of was kind of rejected. It was rejected after it was done. So he, they gave him approval to Adam, and then of course they said no. He's got to he's got to come out. So I don't know if they looked at the stale sales figures and see that it was kind of feeding the Avengers title that sort of thing. But ultimately they killed that, and it would happen later. So there's some buzz that was going on in the Avengers. I think while Byrne was doing it, you had. Acts of Vengeance, Spider-Man joining, 
this big cosmic thing, the same with the West Coast Avengers, you had the Acts of Vengeance, Burn had already bumped up the title with big sales, decent sales, not huge sales, but decent sales. And then he had a big Magneto story and a big time thing that was gonna run through both Avengers titles. So there's gonna be a big buzz, but that was kind of cut off. So I don't know if we can look at that and say, well, I'm looking at it and saying they kind of, the editorial, these sort of things of pushing these people out, losing Roger Stern, uh, Walter Simonson, Byrne, or Byrne on two titles. They'd already lost, well, I mean, the book wasn't selling, but they, well, Steve Englart kind of was out of the book also on West Coast Avengers. And then you have Larry Hama on there. And um, on the Avengers, he was only there for six issues. And I was just like, he had an interview in um, in Marvel Age. Like, was it only supposed to be a six issue? And it's a, he had a decent sort of start, you know, trying to introduce some new villains and such. But um, ultimately, nothing happened. My last thing that I'd like to say I actually got through this video. I can't believe it because I've done it many times live and it didn't get through it. Let me just make sure that there's no one commenting as of yet. Nope, nothing, right? So um, with that said, I want to talk about the, the hook of um, Bendis' New Avengers where people talk about it and saying the Avengers was taking all of their popular characters and putting them into one title. And that's what the Avengers was. And I would like to correct that in saying that Marvel's most popular characters, as in the Human Torch, got his own title. The thing joined up with the Human Torch when that, when that was struggling, but the their most popular character were Thing and the Human Torch. They were not put into the Avengers. Um, at the same time, I guess Thor, who would be considered the biggest success out of these Avengers characters, the Hulk didn't even have a title, so he can't be considered one of the more popular characters. Now we look at it and say, hey, it makes sense. Cap, at the same time, he started in the Avengers, so he got introduced in the Human Torch comic of him coming back, but it was a phony. So ultimately, there was a little buzz. So they kind of tried to bring him back in the Avengers. But at the same time, they did the same with the Human Tor with the Submariner and Fantastic Four issue number. Um, issue number, what issue was that? That was issue number four, right? So this is the classic thing of Marvel bringing back these older characters and their titles. So. We didn't have them actually put their popular characters in it. Then once, at some point in the 70s, their most popular characters was uh, Spider-Man and the Hulk. And they were almost forbidden from being in the Avengers. There's no real story of them. The Hulk prob probably pops up. I can't even remember Hulk being in any Avengers story in the, um, besides Avengers 100. He shows up in Avengers 100 and possibly in an annual. But, um, in the 70s, the Spider-Man and the Hulk are the popular characters are not thrown in there. Then later, the X-Men get hot. And in the, in the, I don't think they put any mutants in the, in the Avengers in the 80s. So that took 
that would take a while before we get outside of the Submariner being put in there in the 80s, but he wasn't going off any um, mutant popularity. So I think ultimately they just wanted to make sure they had a big seller since the Avengers was the big title and they were kind of pushing back the X-Men and the Fantastic Four. So they needed something to be big, and which he was. And it's kind of solidified Bendis as this guy who's a big seller and um, his big success, even though the storyline utilized um, an old Burns story of um, Scarlet Witch. But I mean, you know, a lot of, a lot of um, artists use other people's, uh, a lot of creators use other people's stories to sort of solidify their next story. So, I mean, it was a success. It wasn't necessarily my cup of tea, but um, I think people are fond of those sort of stories, even though it's kind of, if you look at some of the art, they've had characters where, one of the hard things about comic books is when you have like, like these, most of these characters outside of Iron Man and Thor kind of ground and Wasp, these guys are ground level characters. So way Kirby would have the fights is most of the fights would be at ground level. In, um, I think, if you look at some of those Bendis Avengers, they'd have these air fights. And Spider-Man would have some webbing on Wolverine and <laughs> Spider-Man would just be up in the air, but it wouldn't be drawn like, all right, Spider-Man has to keep swinging. He can't keep fighting. That's why Kirby had everything on the ground and he would have certain characters that could fly, but most of the time they wouldn't get too high because once you factor in the flight, got to factor in speed and no one ever factors in speed. That's why Angel always gets hit. Every time he flies to someone, he gets hit like he's not moving at any faster rate. So one of the things, is if you look at some of the artwork in there, some of the stuff is kind of wacky and some of the characters who, um, you know, Wolverine is a ground level character. So a lot of his stuff, you have to do a lot of cheats. So I think I covered as much as I could. I've, I've, I've corrected some of the things from the Comicron thing of giving the success to not only Jim Shooter, but give it to David Michelini, Perez, um, Roger Stern later on, keeping the sales going up, um, Al Milgram, and even um, John Buscema who came back to the book. So that sort of success, um, sort of the blip that it possibly could have went up, but it seemed the editorial stuff, they kind of, a lot of people got pushed out. I don't know what, you can, we can say that, um, I don't know why. It's in truth, we have two sides of the story, Burns reasons and editorial saying they didn't want to do his story after it was sort of approved. So I don't know. And I don't know why Larry Hama was off of that book, but, <laughs> but we know that um, they weren't allowing um, Walter Simonson to do the team that he had put together, which was approved. So. Um, it was very, I think Burns said the same reason why I was pushed out is the same reason why Walter, I realized the same reason why Walter was pushed out. So, and ultimately the big success of, um, of um, Rob Liefeld, I don't think the start of it was very strong, but it would have been interesting to see if they just let him finish or if he sort of took the pay cut to do the rest of the series because it would have been, um, I mean, they had the guy, Stephen Platt, if he was kind of on it or, or he or, or Rob was coming back to the Avengers. I don't know, it sounds, what he talked about sounds interesting and hopefully he would do a consistent book, but um, 